You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treder and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today we are joined by Missy Lozano. Missy grew up in Long Island, New York, and between piano lessons, swimming, and hiding her love for Hanson from her NSYNC-obsessed peers, she was also captivated by the world of American Girl. From reading the historic books to hosting an epic AG-themed birthday party, complete with an iconic 90s pic that we will most definitely be sharing on our Instagram, and even attending a potentially unauthorized AG ice cream social. Now Missy has an impressive New York fashion career that would make even Samantha envious if she was in the workforce, including roles at Ralph Lauren, Marc Jacobs, Alexander Wang, and Susan Alexandra. Some may say that early perusing of AG catalogs and collecting her dolls accoutrement were the true origins of Missy's appreciation for fashion fine craftsmanship, and attention to detail, but let's hear it from her. Missy, welcome to AGW. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. All right, Missy, let's just dive right into it. What is the earliest memory with American Girl, and how did you discover the world of AG? Who brought you into it? My house was probably on some mailing list for little girls who are seven years old, and so I just started getting the catalogs. And I became obsessed with them. And it was a thing where I was collecting my allowance, my weekly allowance every week, like forever and ever and ever. And like, literally, I remember at the end, I was counting pennies to make up the, I remember $82 to buy, to save up, to buy the doll. And I miraculously remember I was at my grandma's house and I had just, I was counting pennies she gave me and it was just $82. And then suddenly I had the doll. It was, it was really, I remember it very vividly. Wow. Um, That is like a lesson worth learning. No way for AG to really teach you the value of a dollar. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I think I was getting like $5 a week. And I think I've probably had some help with birthdays or holidays and things like that. But I remember it took me a long time and $82 like was and is still like a lot of money for a kid to save. Kudos to myself. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm so impressed with like the restraint and like the prioritizing of a goal. Like you set a financial goal and you saved your money. Like nine-year-old me would never have been able to like put that together. That is a huge feat. I feel like. Who was your first doll? You already mentioned that you had saved and saved and saved to get her, but who was the first American Girl doll you welcomed into your collection? The first girl was Samantha. I think that her wardrobe probably deeply resonated with me as a child. Um, She seemed very luxurious. She had beautiful things. I still dream about her bed and like having that bed. bed for myself as an adult. Like that was the epitome pinnacle of like luxury was that bed. Um, And I just like coveted all of her things. yeah, she she was the first one that I welcomed in and she still is the one that holds the the deepest place in my heart for sure. I feel like you're not alone in that because for some reason I feel like Samantha was the entry point for so many of us. She was also my entry point. I don't know if it was just like her whole storyline and all of her accessories and stuff were like aspirational. Like she was living luxury and mm-hmm. I feel like not all of the doll the dolls had that like entry point into like oh well she has like fancy outfits and fancy accessories in this whole like bedroom set so like who wouldn't want <laughs> Samantha to be their first doll honestly it seems like an obvious choice to me for that to be the one you get first her muff and the little hat oh yeah outfit I mean that was like my dream I really I wanted that like life-size girl outfit absolutely oh everything about Samantha appeals to me today but for some reason I went with Felicity and I have no idea why like 
I love Samantha so much. Everything about her is perfection. All of her furniture, her accessories are so like my vibe. And even like, I only had Felicity growing up and a bitty baby. Um, (laughs) I feel like I really started to understand how like special Samantha was when I was phasing out of American Girl. So like I read her books and I remember being like, oh fuck, I should have gotten Samantha. Like I was deeply upset about it, like age 10, but I was like Mm. a little past the point of like me actually getting another doll and being like super interested like I was with Felicity. And I, and I still regret it. Like I love everything about her, her birthday outfit, that muff. The bed, like <laughs> the whole birthday situation with the wicker furniture and the floral patterned uh, pillows, even the petty fours, like everything about it is so perfect. Except for that little red carriage really throws off the whole birthday vibe. Mincy, I don't know if you recall, <laughs> she had this little like red I don't know what you call it, like a stroller for her doll or for her bear. Yeah. And it's very off-putting in a sea of pastel, but I get it for some contrast. Wait, Lindsay, I want to just quickly interject here that that's not the only thing that ruined the birthday vibe. And I think you know, and I want to see if Missy knows what the other thing is. Uh, It's the black shoes with the birthday outfit. I thought you were going to say the salt in the ice cream because that was in the story. Do you guys remember? I think it was for her birthday, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Salt and ice cream. It's Eddie. Was that his name? Eddie salted the ice cream and ruined the ice cream. That's what I thought you were going to say. But yeah, I know the black shoes are a thing for Lens. For me, it's a classic Mary Jane. I'm not (laughs) off put by it. She has a really charming little knee sock to accompany. I'm not off put by the. It's just so hard when the book cover shows the white shoes with the pink bows. And then Mm. also when you flip through the catalog and see like all of her wardrobe on, I think the, the page with her bed, um, they call them her birthday shoes. Like clearly someone just like <laughs> messed it up at the shoot that day. And it like <laughs> just remained in the catalogs forevermore. But it's like, I know shoes do not go. It was an afterthought. <laughs> I know. Well, Missy, I'm like low key, very impressed at the detail that you just remembered from the birthday story, because mm. I feel like you undersold your um, memory of the books a little bit when we were initially <laughs> looking at your Q&A, but that's like a very specific detail. Did you have any of like the birthday accessories for Samantha? Oh, yes, absolutely. When Linz was talking about the pedophores and everything, I think I had the full set because playing with that little ice cream from her birthday treat table is like such a vivid memory for it. And the pedophores that had the candles in them, like I could like feel them between my fingers right now. For some reason, that whole set was really, it's really like burned in my brain. Um, I mean, I think her outfit had a lot to do with it. Mm. The ribbon of rosettes with the, I mean, it's what I wanted to wear on my birthday every year and never did. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, seriously. Same here. I had just the outfit, but if I could have worn that outfit on my birthday every year for my childhood, I probably would have. Now you said you had the, um, the ice cream maker. Did you ever try to make ice cream in it for real? Cause apparently it really worked. Oh, are you kidding? No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. And the reason why I ask is because my mom and I, when I also had the ice cream maker, when I got it, I think I maybe got it for my birthday. Um, we tried to make ice cream in it because the like little subtitle in the catalog was like makes real ice cream. And it was like a trauma experience for my mom and I (laughs) trying to make ice cream in this like little thing. And it makes like a teaspoon of ice cream. So I was like trying to figure out if maybe anybody else attempted this. Wow. I, you know, if I think if my mom had noticed that it could make ice cream that we would have tried it very much that's very on brand for our household so I'm sorry for your trauma though that's (laughs) it was it was just one of those things disappointing (laughs) yeah exactly where like the effort and the payoff was like so not worth it at all but I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god please tell me somebody else tried to use it but it was like the cutest little ice cream maker ever it was like adorable 
absolutely I love, love. it <laughs> I have so been cute. meaning to go home and unearth my all of my American Girl doll things and that is something that like I cannot wait to put my paws on like the little ice cream and the little tray and the little spoons like I for some reason was really enamored with that no absolutely because like getting to like I don't know just like set all those things up and like touch them and like see how it looks all together it's so satisfying mm-hmm. I feel like the accessories have really stuck with me today like everything was so beautiful and like finely crafted that like I have this weird like thought in my mind that I want to buy a dollhouse like a Victorian dollhouse just so I could do some interior decorating and like place all of like the tiny like furniture and food and I feel like that has stuck with me from like the AG days my husband thinks I'm crazy and will not let me bring this into our house at the moment but uh I could I could work on him a little bit with that currently there's a very luxurious dollhouse store on the upper east side of New York City what? I've only heard of it yes I can't even think of what it's called but there is a place for you Oh, oh my, my god. god, Lindsay, you've got to go there. That is that would be so on brand for you to have a little dollhouse situation. I feel like I could like disguise it being like, oh, I'll give the dollhouse once complete to a friend and their daughter. And I feel like that's my workaround for it, even though I'd be like, oh, I want to keep this for myself. But I don't know if there's a store on the Upper East Side too that kind of just like seals it for me. <laughs> You're welcome, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Ben's like, no, no, please, no. (laughs) Seriously. Oh my God, for real. All right, so Missy, you had Samantha. She was your your number one gal, but who else Mm -hmm. did you have? What other dolls were you collecting? So I also got Josefina when she came out. I think I was really in love with her hair and her Mm -hmm. outfits. Um, and then later I also had a girl of today. Her name was Casey. I don't know why I was obsessed with that name at the time. And I was thinking about her today and I was thinking about her outfits. And did I, did you guys have to have these dolls, the little red, um, jumper, it was like a, like a little romper play suit with a yellow crocheted hat with the flower on the front and jelly shoes. And this outfit is like primo. And I was thinking about it. I was like, people would wear that literally today. It's like very on brand for today. The crochet hat, the jelly shoes. I mean, she had some really cute clothes, but beyond that, she didn't, she didn't really, didn't really hold my heart the same way Samantha did. (laughs) That outfit does sound amazing though. Like I'm going to have to see if I can find a picture of that. That sounds awesome. Truly. What ages were you when you got these other dolls? I mean, I, I think that I was probably maybe seven when I got Samantha, just because I was looking at the age I was in those pictures that I showed you. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, probably anywhere from seven to 10 where I, was I like gathering the other ones? Um, but yeah, I, it was like a huge part of that, of, of that time in my life. I was obsessed with it. I would pour over the catalogs. I was able to kind of like make little wish lists for every birthday or whatever. And I, sometimes I'd be lucky and I'd get something. Um, this is actually great. My mom had made, this was one Christmas. Maybe it was the first Christmas that I had Samantha. My mom had this beautiful wooden trunk made, probably like 18 inches long, 12 inches high, like a big trunk with my hand or my name hand painted on it. And it had like, it was for all of Samantha's clothes and it had a little tray on the top where I could put all the little accessories and you would take the tray out and then I could lay all of her clothes inside. And I remember coming down on Christmas morning and I was like, this is a Christmas morning that Samantha would have. This is very luxurious. There's a wooden trunk with my name painted on it and all these beautiful things inside. It was like probably one of my favorite Christmas presents that I'd ever gotten. That is amazing. I love that you thought that it was this Christmas like Samantha would have. 
I know that is such a beautiful story also like what a nice like thoughtful like gift for your mom to put together I I can't believe like the thought that she put in that with like your name painted on the front that's awesome I that sounds honestly amazing and I feel like you were manifesting Samantha energy by having a (laughs) Samantha doll you were you were manifesting that lifestyle (laughs) and I brought it into my life Now, quick question around the way that you procured um, Casey and Josefina. I want to make sure I call them out by their names. Did you Mm -hmm. also save up for them or were those like more you came by them as gifts? Like how did you end up bringing those two into your collection? I did not save up for them the way that I did for Samantha. I think that perhaps they were gifts. I think it says a lot that I don't even remember. I was just like an AG whore at that point. I was like, give me all of it. Like, I <laughs> and it was like, I, I think that maybe it was birthday present or something like that. Um, but it was cute. Like I would, it was nice having a few of them because I would be able to sit them all together and like, you know, play dress up and doll and all that stuff. So it was nice having a little grouping. They were all friends, obviously, but yeah, I don't really remember they just appeared amazing Josefina is a classic uh second entry into the American Girl doll universe because she was also my second doll so (laughs) really yeah we're we're two for two on matching our collection so far um yeah I think like because Samantha and Josefina both like vaguely looked like me a little bit as a kid like brown hair brown (laughs) eyes I was like those are the only ones I'm really interested in (laughs) not Molly though not Molly no never glasses no (laughs) I wonder if Molly didn't have glasses what would her story be like would people be gravitated towards her more less who knows And I say this as a kid with glasses. I don't mean to like bash anyone with glasses or make them feel less than because I had glasses. Yeah, Missy. Not like Molly. (laughs) Lindsay and I, just to disclaim, Lindsay and I have talked at length about how Molly, like, although she's very inclusive by having glasses, like, do we as little kids really want a doll with glasses or are we still looking for that like Samantha aspirational doll (laughs) to have because like I don't know there's nothing super aspirational about Molly compared to Samantha so I mean I don't know maybe we could like that's why we need to get like an AG like salesperson from the 90s on the podcast we could be like did you do any like focus group testing on (laughs) Molly like with or without glasses so I read something interesting today interesting today about the glasses Molly was the only one that like obviously came with glasses even like down the line as they did other thing other dolls every other doll you had to buy the glasses as an addition to whatever else it was she was the only one that came with them and I thought that that was interesting huh do you guys remember those like little like almost like middle pages of the catalog I think that the glasses that you're talking about Missy were on them so it was like the random like not exciting stuff to get your doll so it was like the glasses um some like the hospital information yeah (laughs) Yeah. like the hair accessory right yeah like a a salon cape for some reason um a stand for your doll like the just like the little like yes (laughs) the no-nonsense accessories that like parents were probably (laughs) tuned into that I would just like breeze on by when I was going through the catalog (laughs) I learned also something interesting about because I was fascinated with the hospital part of the whole thing And so I was reading about the way that the dolls were made when they were developed in 1986 and how they were kind of redeveloped a few years after and the bodies and how the bodies changed. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was that initially they developed most of the doll to be soft from her neck down. And for because of Felicity's clothing, the the styles traditional to her era were lower necklines. They had to change the neckline of the doll so that she wasn't just like muslin cloth and they had to like make her the rest of her look like flesh so that they could historically be accurate with her dress I thought that was very interesting so wait so would the legs have been like completely like plush if they hadn't like no I think that it was the it was like the torso Mm. the whole torso like from the neck down but Mm. because of Felicity's 
necklines they needed to make more more plastic <laughs> oh gotcha 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 mm-hmm. that's super that's interesting interesting I had her from what year was it probably like 1994 95 that I got Felicity and she definitely had like the lower neckline dresses like I had her birthday outfit um and I remember she had a cloth body so it definitely was in contrast to her head and her arms and her legs Mm -hmm. but that's interesting I wonder like when that like switch happened so another change (laughs) apparently that they made is in the later dolls they had I I feel like the word I read was like a zip almost like there was some kind of like zip thing on the body but Mm -hmm. obviously when we had them it was ties and then when they did the re-edition for this set that you could buy now they went back to having the ties at the neck which I thought was really cute because I love that stuff and it's interesting with like the new heads versus like the old ones like people don't want to send their older dolls to the hospital today because they'll get sent back with like the new heads that just aren't quite right like I feel like we're used to AG in like a very particular way and any like slight change is pretty noticeable um but yeah I I've never sent adult to a hospital did you Missy no I never did I I took very good care of them I didn't have brothers or sisters or anyone to to kind of damage them in any way I was very lucky with that but I do have friends that like cut their hair, all sorts of like atrocities that I would never wish upon Samantha or Casey or any of them, Josefina. <laughs> I remember that one of my friends was upset that Kirsten had bangs and tried to cut the bangs away. Oh and no. So it, was like, it was like the little doll from Toy Story where like they just completely, it's just sticking out. It's really oh my sad. God. Did oh. she go to the and hospital? Then, she went to the hospital, but then again, as I was reading for, for today, for our podcast, I was reading that Kirsten traditionally would not have had bangs during that time period. It was very traditional head, head or hairstyles were to just have it parted and plated in the back, but it would have been more costly for Pleasant Company to develop a different, like a secondary like hair I don't know, like mold or application or whatever. And so they let her have the bangs for cost savings. <laughs> Wait, that is so interesting because now that I think mm-hmm. back on it, I'm also thinking back on like the dolls of today. They all had bangs. I don't think there was like even one non-bang option for the early dolls of today. So if you didn't have- down to that money. If you didn't have bangs, <laughs> like- too bad because American Girl is protecting their margins and they're they're not gonna <laughs> not gonna spring for the the middle part or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, That's really interesting. Yeah, I wonder why they decided to start changing it. They probably got a lot of people complaining that they weren't inclusive enough. So I think that that goes back to when they made Addie and when they made Josefina. Those were the two. They, those the, even the face molds the head molds everything is totally different from the other girls because they wanted to accurately represent what their faces might look like and so then they were doing different hair they were doing different face uh Addie was the first girl to have her ear pierced um all sorts of fun little fun little facts <laughs> um quick question because you just reminded me of it when you mentioned Addie's earrings but were Josefina's earrings a draw for you to that specific doll because I know for me I was like definitely got to get one with earrings <laughs> I think that her hoops were enticing for sure um I also loved loved her hair for some reason and the biggest thing for me was her Christmas outfit with her beautiful dress and her headpiece. Yes, like, her was- Montia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always wanted that outfit so badly. It was so, so beautiful. Every like part of it was just like so specific and like the detail was incredible. Um, tell us a little bit more about Casey, your doll of today. You mentioned that she got her name because that was a name that you really liked at the time. Um, did you try to get a doll that looked like you or were you like looking for a certain look with the doll of today? And um, did you have any cool outfits for her besides the original outfit that you said with like the knit cap that sounds super cute? I definitely was attracted to the 
making the doll that looks like you thing. I can still picture the assortment of options in the catalog. Don't they come with the little denim vest with the little sticker pins? I think so. Do you remember this? (laughs) Yeah, the grin pins, but they had the mini versions where she had that outfit. She had her little red jumpsuit. Um, I don't really remember a whole lot about the rest of her clothing. Honestly, I remember thinking it was cool she had jeans because that was obviously very novelty. But yeah, I was very attracted to the idea that I could make one look like me. And I had bangs, so it worked out even better. (laughs) Yes, and thankfully you did because you didn't have a choice about getting a doll (laughs) with bangs at that time. So was it like a a brunette doll with brown eyes? Like, did it kind of look like Samantha and Josefina already? Or was she like significantly different? She had blue eyes. She had blue eyes, which was different from Sammy. Um, but that was literally the only difference. <laughs> I love that. And how did you like play with them or interact with them? Like two historic gals and then Casey of today, like what was your interaction with them all? Like I vividly remember having birthday parties for Samantha, <laughs> not for the other two. They, they attended Samantha's birthday party. we <laughs> We would sit at the tea set with the wicker chairs, with the little ice cream and the lemonade pitcher. And I, I mean, it's so funny how Casey is such an afterthought in my brain. Like she was great. She was cute. She had jeans, but there wasn't really any deep, deep love there. <laughs> would she attend Samantha's birthday in jeans or did she borrow Samantha's clothes? Oh no, there was no cross dressing. Oh my God. I was showing up in 1990s attire. (laughs) Absolutely. Like a a time traveler. (laughs) (laughs) What a treat. I never even, you saying that is so funny for me to hear because my brain never, ever considered dressing them in each other's clothes. This is the first time I've even thought about it. Yeah, I was gonna ask like if you were ever into like cross pollinating their like time periods and outfits, but it sounds like it was pretty blasphemous to do that yeah. in your Never American Girl household. Me. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be crazy to put like a Josefina Christmas outfit on Samantha. Like it just can't be. It can't be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. All right, so between Casey, Josefina, and Samantha, Missy, what was your favorite outfit that any one of them had like what was your ultimate outfit for them I mean the number one is Samantha's birthday outfit Mm -hmm. that kind of candy striper pink taffeta dress I remember the word taffeta from the description in the catalog like it it burned into my brain Um, her little lace (laughs) pinafore the circlet of roses with the ribbons I mean I didn't mind the black shoes I know that that is not not shared in this group that thought is not shared in this group but um yeah I think that was my favorite outfit seconded by the muff the white muff and beret outfit for Samantha third would be Josefina's Christmas outfit with her mantilla and her beautiful dress I will say that I love how you discovered all of these fashion terms through AG (laughs) I feel like there are so many little things like that that you pick up just by looking at the catalog. Also, I will say we're putting this on our Instagram. However, I'm looking at this picture of your birthday party and all the dolls and all your friends are lined up. All the dolls are lined up on the couch and I see your bright smiling face. So cute. And you have Samantha in her birthday outfit. And I will say <laughs> no black shoes in this pick. <laughs> I can't tell if she's just wearing socks, but I don't see the Black Mary Janes. And I clearly see your friend who showed up in the same outfit with Samantha. (laughs) What a faux pas. Also wearing white shoes. Okay, so I am zooming in. You're spot on. Both Samanthas are in white shoes. Is it possible that the catalog just showed the black shoes and shipped the white shoes? Like a production mistake? I think, I love how like, into details we're getting on this this is amazing (laughs) this is an angle we haven't really approached before I think that maybe at some point they switched like they had the opportunity to make a change because I believe that 
by the time I was getting Samantha, which was around like 1999, she only, she came with the white shoes with the birthday outfit and those were the only ones you could have. But it's strange because in the catalog, they separate them and those shoes are actually a perfect match to a different dress that Samantha had that was like white with like a like V like bib kind of thing in the front and like a pink sash. I don't know if this is ringing a bell for every anyone, but like the ribbon on the shoes like perfectly matched the sash. So I don't know if they were like, we have to make this a little bit more aesthetically appealing. Let's just like put those shoes with that birthday outfit now. But I feel like there was a shift at some point because if if two people in this photo, now I feel like we're doing like detective work, but if <laughs> if two people in this photo had the white shoes, like they had to have recognized their huge mistake. <laughs> I think this is this is the proof right here. The proof is in this photo that they had to have switched the shoes at some point because I don't see why both me and Laura Nicholas would have put our dolls in white shoes if it was not part of a birthday outfit. Mm, the mystery deepens. Is this Casey next to you and I was or next to I, Samantha? <laughs> I was literally just gonna say how funny that I didn't even realize Casey was in this picture until I zoomed in, but there she is, and she's in the outfit that I described. Oh my God, she looks so cute. She's looking exactly like a Samantha with blue eyes. <laughs> oh my Oh gosh. my goodness. Well, looking at this picture, um, I'm seeing a high ratio of Kirsten's and Samantha's and then maybe like one Felicity. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing someone I'm not really recognizing in an overall outfit here. Good time Um, traveler. I think she's a girl of today. Okay, another another time traveler got it. <laughs> Thing. Well, I guess technically in this photo they're all coming from different times, so we'll allow it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. It's a historical Love. representation of all girls in their eras. Truly, truly. I'm also loving that um it looks like one of your friends Okay, first of all, one of the friends Kirsten braids are like pristine in this picture. Like I can see the definition of each like strand of the braid. It's the one that's wearing like the winter outfit. Like Mm-hmm. he kept she kept Kirsten's hair intact. I cannot say the same for myself with my dolls, but these dolls look like all pretty well cared for. Felicity's looking a little rough, but <laughs> Everyone else looks really good. <laughs> Missy, what dolls, if any, did you wish that you had in your collection, but didn't ever get a chance to acquire either because you aged out and you never got a chance to get them or you just prioritized another doll over them? Like who almost made the cut into your collection? I think that I was pretty lucky and I, I was able to get the ones that I wanted. Um, but I think in hindsight, I would have loved to have had Felicity. I think she has beautiful clothing. She has beautiful hair. Um, I, I am very tempted at the fact that they have re-released the original historical dolls. I look at the page every so often and I'm like, oh, does it make sense to buy Felicity now or should I just let it go? <laughs> <laughs> um, I hear that. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very tempting. Kirsten, Addie, Felicity, I would love to buy all of them, honestly. Um, but now I'd have to give $150 instead of 82. I know But... that <laughs> the inflation on the American Girl doll has really gone up. But I think Lindsay and I feel the same way as like now that they've come out with the new or like they re-released the original ones and we have like adult money. It's like, oh, well, I could just get one if I really wanted to. Right. Like I it's actually not that expensive <laughs> as I thought it was growing up. yeah, exactly. It's like, and, and no one's going to stop me. Like I'm an adult. I could get a Felicity if I wanted to. <laughs> Just a couple of mid thirties women buying dolls with their hard earned cash. Exactly. Well, we were talking about like the American Girl store and how like if I step foot in that store, which I fully plan on doing at some point in the near future, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold back from getting a doll. <laughs> if I see it merchandised there, like it's just it's not going to be possible to like 
have any restraint, honestly. Truly. I feel like I would leave with at least coconut, like if not Samantha's bed. Like, I feel like there are certain things that they've put out there that I'm like, I can't not get this. Who is coconut? Coconut is this little white fluffy dog that I think they like launched him in like the mid to late nineties that was he part of anything? Like, was he part of girl of today? I think he was just like an accessory that you could get if you had a girl of today. I mean, or you could get, you know, whatever, but, but I think that they had like coconut and then maybe at some point they had like a little cat, but they were just like random pets that you could get like pet accessories for. And his mouth was a little magnet and he could hold on to like toys and stuff. It was so cute. Wow. I love that. (laughs) But Missy, are, were there any like outfits or I know we talked a little bit about like Samantha's bed being a big deal, but were there any like other furniture items or outfits that you were like, Oh, I wish I had that. So, you know what I really wish that I had, but I never got were the adult versions of the clothing. I really Mm -hmm. wanted the matching outfits, like all of them, every single one of them. And I was never granted this as a child, (laughs) understandably so. Um, But what I did have that kind of, I think was the gimme that made up for it was my mom did get me this dark green winter coat that was like a fancy little girl coat that is something Samantha would have worn. And so she did get me that. And I remember I wore that to the holiday show at Radio City. And I brought Samantha in her winter coat with her muff and her little hat. And I was wearing my fancy winter coat. And there's a picture of this somewhere standing in front of Radio City in my little outfit with my little hat and holding Sammy and her little outfit. Mm-hmm. What a, what a yeah, Christmas but, dream that is. Exactly. And that's why I wanted the real matching outfits. That was what I was aspiring to, but I had to settle. Yeah. I feel like muffs are due for a comeback any year now. Like they're so chic and practical and will all just remind us of our childhood looking at Edwardian fashion in a catalog. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if I would say they're practical, but definitely very aesthetic for sure. (laughs) I mean, if you have it, if you have it like on a string around your neck and if you want to like there's probably a pocket inside. You could put your phone in there. It's not as cumbersome as wearing gloves. I think it's actually more practical than we might think initially. I mean, if we added a phone storage, like that's a very good point. If there was like a phone storage component of it, that could be a very practical 2021 muff that mm-hmm. like I could get down with. But Samantha's was so like bougie, like that like pristine white fur. I feel like IRL that might get a little dingy, but mm, true. <laughs> <laughs> it was just part of her like unattainable lifestyle. <laughs> Seriously. It's part of the dream. This ice cream party that you attended. Um, we need all the details. Was it an official AG sponsored ice cream party? Was it unofficial? Where was this event held? Who attended? Give us all the deets. We need the full tea. So it was honestly, it's something that I look very fondly on. It was really fun. I remember being really excited. And then I was sharing this with Lindsay and she pointed out that it may have been an unauthorized event. And (laughs) since then I have been asking all of the questions in my head, what are the signs to know if it's unauthorized? Was it authorized? Was it unauthorized? But that being said, (laughs) we're trying to get to the bottom of these events. I need to know. I honestly should ask my mom about this, but I also at the same time don't want her to feel bad for possibly bringing us to an unauthorized. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's better if it's unauthorized. Yeah, me too. I think honestly, an unauthorized AG event is probably like very like scrappy and like you're less by the book. I don't know. I feel like an unauthorized AG event is where where it's at. I think Lindsay and I are trying to throw some unauthorized AG events (laughs) down the line too. We are. (laughs) Um, But so who was in attendance at this party? So, I mean, as you're asking me about where it was, who was there, 
the memories are floating back. And I hate to say this, but it may have been in some kind of a school gym. I'm not sure. <laughs> Unofficial. <laughs> <not> right. <laughs> but I do remember it was in a bougie part of Long Island. I remember okay. there were lots of trees. I was probably on the North Shore somewhere. My mom and I were there and I had two, maybe one or two other friends there. I could not tell you for the life of me who it was, but it was probably in a high school gym. And I remember there were like cafeteria sized tables all over that had, they had like white tablecloths over them. They made it look cute. And there was, it had to have been a gym because I remember the little stage where they would have like, you know, the auditorium um but it was cute it was an ice cream social and so everyone had their little victorian shaped ice cream glasses and you could pick your ice cream bring your doll up with you pick what sunday you wanted and there were definitely like games and things like that it was probably just like an afternoon thing a couple hours um i don't really remember more than the tables the ice cream and like my Samantha and I, pick, of course, because Casey and Josefina never attended these events. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, why would they? <laughs> Middle and last children. Um, did, did everybody, did everyone have Samantha who was attending? It may have been like a Samantha meetup. It was like a sea of Samanthas. Probably was. I wonder if there's a picture somewhere. Um, but I remember everyone had their doll. It was really cute, honestly. Was anyone concerned about salty ice cream, you think? Like, I wonder a- if that was like abs- a-, a joke. <laughs> Absolutely. It's probably something that I was asking people to get people all revved up. <laughs> so you think Eddie salted the ice cream today? Or <laughs> Yeah, where is Eddie? <laughs> oh my God. I'm just imagining if they tried to use Samantha's real ice cream maker to make the ice cream for this event <laughs> and the hundreds of years that it would have taken them to do that. <laughs> Everyone gets set up with their own little bit of one teaspoon out and start turning. Exactly. Hilarious. Oh my God. Well, that oh, I also sounds remember like... there were pedophores. Sorry, there were pedophores uh. too. Okay, that kind of ups the ante of this a little bit, I think, knowing that there were pedophores there. (laughs) We always like to end our episodes with kind of coming together and giving some thought to your experience with AG and the lasting impression that it has left on you. Well, I think that it's been really interesting to reflect on all of it since we started talking about this lens a couple of weeks ago. Um, obviously if you'd asked me like, oh, did you have an American girl? I would have the same answer as everyone else did, which was, oh, of course it was amazing. Like was obsessed, the best thing ever. But I never really like thought about how much it was integrated into my life. Like taking her to Radio City, going to the unauthorized ice cream social, (laughs) having a birthday party themed with her. Um, You know, it's been actually kind of interesting to think about how ingrained that was into my life and like how obsessed with it I was. Um, and I think that also reflecting on it from a perspective of like now being an adult, it was a really wholesome thing that, that we were all obsessed with. Like I was reading today that the person who created it was oh it's not going kind of coming from the perspective that it's not going to be a baby doll it's going to be someone that they consider like a friend that's like a peer um and it's a great way for kids to learn about um history from a perspective of someone that maybe they can relate to and all of that is just really wholesome um and I think just really charming and endearing and makes me appreciate the whole thing even more um I mean, I was even skimming through the books and seeing like these girls were going through some real life shit, honestly, like Addie was escaping the South and Samantha lost her parents and Addie and Molly was dealing with World War II. Like at the time, none of that seemed, it's just like, oh yeah, this is a story that happens to be history. But now looking back as an adult, it's like, that is really remarkable. I can't think of any other toy that has kind of delivered that message or been so creative and like what its purpose was so it's been yeah I think that it's been really it's been really fun reflecting on all of this I feel like you really hit on something when you said like oh like 
is, has there ever even like been a toy or like, is there even like a comparable toy like this? And I feel like it's almost like you can't even call it a toy because they were like almost like companions for mm-hmm. us growing up. Like they, they weren't like a possession. They were like a friend. So I think you put that really well. They were like, they were like our little friends and we grew up with them. Definitely. Especially you bringing her along with you on special occasions and really kind of integrating her into your life. That's really special and such a great tool for girls to learn about history. It's really amazing. And the excitement that people still have today about American Girl that, you know, my American Girl has been in our attic for the past 20 years plus. I have no idea where she is, but I, the amount I talk about AG, aside from like this podcast, like Laura and I (laughs) have literally been talking about it for years at this point together and have spent so many hours talking about, um, something that, you know, was like at the forefront of our lives so long ago is really incredible. Yeah. This question, like literally damn near makes me tear up every time we ask it because (laughs) everybody brings like such a like a unique but like equally wholesome answer to it and it's like so touching to hear you know what AG's unique impact has been on the individual person all right now we're going to play a little game of word association to test your memory on how well you remember the friends and family of our historic girls in the AG world So we are doing the originals here. Felicity, Kirsten, Addie, Josefina, Samantha, and Molly. And I'm going to read names to you of the secondary characters. And you have three seconds to match them up with their historic dolls. This will be rapid fire. And you could say skip if you can't name them. But we're just going to do the best we can and uh, see how well you do here, Missy, and what comes back to you. Okay, fingers crossed. You ready? I'm ready. Gardner Edwards. Uh, Samantha? Annabelle Cole. Molly? Auntie Lula. Pass. Emily Bennett. uh, Samantha or Molly? Samantha? Mariana. Josefina? Miss Manderley. Pass. (laughs) Singing Bird. Pass. Grand Mary. Samantha. <laughs> you better have gotten that one. Harriet Davis. Um, pass. Agatha. That sounds like a Samantha name. I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everyone's favorite villain, Jiggy Nye. Oh, Felicity. <laughs> Parasita. Um, Josefina. Aladdis Guilford. Pass. Lars Larson. Kirsten. Marta. Pass. Mrs. Ford. Pass. <laughs> Allison Hargate. Molly. Magdalena Montoya. Josefina. All right. All right. Let's let's go through some of these key players here. Um, Annabelle Cole is Felicity, her friend's older sister, who's kind of a bitch to her, right? Yes. Mm. yes. And Elizabeth is her friend. Mm-hmm. Auntie Lula is Addie. Emily Bennett is from Molly's stories. She is the refugee from uh, England that Molly's mm-hmm. family takes in during the war. Miss Manderley is Felicity. She is the woman that's giving lessons to Felicity, Elizabeth, and Annabelle. Singing Bird mm-hmm. is Kirsten. Um, Harriet Davis is Addie. That is a girl in her class that Addie doesn't get along with. She's Gladys, jealous of her, right? Yeah. She's like the, she's like kind of snobby, more yeah. wealthy than Addie and has like beautiful dresses. Um, I'm reading the Addie series now, so I don't know the trajectory of their friendship. That I can't okay. think of, but in the second book, they are uh, like frenemies, we could say. Um, <laughs> hopefully, they'll become friends at one point. Um, Gladys Guilford <laughs> is Molly. That is Molly's next door neighbor. You got Lars Larson, which I mm-hmm. still don't know why they named him Lars. Yeah. It's- 
so stereotypically Swedish too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, and then we have Marta who is Kirsten's friend that passes, uh, on the, on the way to Minnesota on a riverboat, mm-hmm. Mrs. Ford is Addie. She is the dress store owner uh, that Addie's mother works at. And I think you got the others. Not bad. And there's your little refresher. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> All right. Now we have our next game that Laura is going to lead you into. Yeah. So Missy, my game is a little bit more, um, subjective. So there's no real right or wrong answers, but you provided some insight before we recorded to some celebrities that you like. Um, so I'm (laughs) going to be asking you which American girl doll you think they would have and why. Um, now you did specifically call out JTT. Um, oh yeah. But I'm actually a little bit more curious to see what you think, uh, which doll you would think that each of the Hansen brothers would have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a great question. Okay. I think that Zach would go with Molly because they're kind of like, you know, spunky and like a little annoying. Yeah, Zach and Molly. I think Isaac would go for Kirsten. Because mm, they both they yeah, they both seem a little bit boring. Um <laughs> and I think Taylor would probably go for Samantha because she is the most beautiful and so is he. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, like, which one did you like the most and was it Taylor? <laughs> I know, and why was it Taylor? I think anybody that you give Samantha to, we automatically know that that's the one that you like the most. But I think those are, you gave great reasoning to all of those. I especially think, you know, Kirsten, pretty but boring is a is a very accurate description. So <laughs> those, those all sound great to me. Um, great choices. It would be amazing if somehow the Hanson brothers could collab with AG and have American Girl dolls for real. I'd like to see it. <laughs> oh my God. And really just take everyone all the way back. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Hanson, if you're listening, let's do some Spawn Con. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right. Well, I think that that pretty much brings us to the end of our pod. But Missy, thank you so much for coming on. It was so much fun getting to talk about all things AG with you. Are there any last thoughts we have before we let Missy go? No, Missy, just tell everyone where they could find you after this. I am on Instagram. You can find me. My handle is Missy Likes. And I'm going to definitely post some of these throwback photos with Samantha, maybe at our unauthorized social. So come check it out. (laughs) Just because it's unauthorized doesn't make it any less special. (laughs) Makes it more special, arguably. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.